All right, our good friend Coach Panda back on the What's show. Up? How are What's you? Up? I'm good. How are you feeling? You know, I think like most people, we're dealing with this quarantine. I'm anxious to hear what it's going on in New Jersey. And I'm anxious to hear what you have to say, someone with a ton of experience, not only in this world, I mean, you're old, right? Yeah. So are you, are you 50 now? Soon, very soon. When, when's your 50th birthday? November. I was thinking about that. The, you know, seminar staff is getting old. <laughs> Some of us, yeah. You know, because whenever, when you started, you were in your late 30s. Right. You were, yeah. you were holding it together really well for 50. Uh, well, you say that, but, you know, you're, you're not living inside this broken body. All right. The exterior looks good. The exterior Thanks. looks good. Yeah. But, but, um, but also you are someone that's been involved in health and fitness for a very long time. So I want to talk to you about your thoughts. You know, we've had some, we had OPT on and OPT kind of gave his thoughts and then he changed them a little bit when he, when he talked to another podcast and we heard about <laughs> that, but I, I would like to hear your thoughts on what you think is going to happen. And again, this is just your thoughts. Keith is not, you know, we're not political. We're not, you know, no agenda. Just your. Right. So, what's going on in New Jersey right now with this? And again, this is probably a couple of days after we've we've recorded, so things are constantly changing. But right now, May twentieth, what's the state of the union in New Jersey? Well, I mean, I only get the view from outside my window. I haven't really been out too far, but from what I can tell, is that. Uh, you know, we are in very close proximity to New York City. Uh, you know, most, I mean, especially, you know, my town is, you know, a commuter town, if you will, right? A lot of people work in the city and, and live out here. Uh, so we have a, a population that's very close to the city, which is, uh, as many will tell you, is probably the, the American epicenter, the North, you know, at least on this, you know, this side of the world, we have probably the most cases in New York. So uh, there's a huge faction here that's very cautious and, you know, wants to see the, uh, 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 you know, the, the curve flatten and wants to do all we can to support our healthcare workers and the front lines and the, you know, the, the people are, who are out there trying to keep, you know, things going. Uh, and then there's the other half of the population that's just pretty fed up and wants to get back to work. And there's people obviously in dire financial straits, uh, you know, businesses are closing. I've seen businesses in New York and New Jersey even closing and, you know, people selling off their stuff and uh, unable to open their doors. And it's, uh, it's, it's bad. It's bad for them. And I, and, and the, what I think is the, the worst part is that the, the feelings are pretty, uh, there's a lot of animosity on both sides, right? Where you see a lot of people angry at the other side. And everybody's got a, a valid point, right? It's like, yeah, this is a, at least in a, 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 an area which is as densely populated as the New York area, it, it is a major concern. This is not some kind of scam. It's really happening. Like, I, you know, we all, at least in these parts, all know somebody who's, you know, had had the the disease, has died from the disease. It's, you know, who's working, you know, in close contact with people in the hospitals. Or, um, you know. Do you know people that have had it? 
not not just virtually like that you may see may have seen uh regularly if, if life wasn't shut down yeah 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 yeah. from can you is it just people I mean, we know yeah like well, well no but i don't know if any com people we have in common but like no some of my jujitsu buddies uh have caught it their wife caught it they've been you know we're in and out of quarantine um i, I have a question about that so let me let, and let me ask you about that. Speaking as someone that practices jujitsu as well. Well, let me ask you, let me, let me get this idea first. What, where's your fear level on a one to 10? So one is Fern. I don't give a shit about this disease, <laughs> right? I will fight it. You know, and a 10 is someone that's like living in a bubble. Where do you fall on that as a 49 year old with a wife, with two kids living very close to New York City? Uh, I have a, a healthy respect for this thing. I think I'm not. I'm not in a, a tremendous fear, but I, I, I'm. You know, I'm cautious. You know, I, uh, I, I don't. You know, my wife's pregnant. She's six months pregnant, and uh, is Aaron you know, pregnant again? Yeah, I had well, no idea. Number three on the way. Congrats! I'm, it's been it's a long even... and there's got. <laughs> 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 That's like day one of quarantine, Keith. <laughs> you guys didn't. I didn't know that. You can't. Have you guys even really said anything about that on social media? I've not seen a little much. bit. A little bit. There was like a very small announcement, but I don't think people really like. I don't. It was. It was kind of, a, you know, a covert announcement. It's not as entertaining as as Jet and June destroying the house. I think, and those right. are the ones I tend to to look out for longer. A, pic right, right. a professional picture of you and your wife gets glanced over by me. Sure, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So in that respect, like you know, it's it's you know, it, it's a, a delicate situation, right? Like you know, don't want to, you know, uh, me personally, like I'm I'm not as worried about my own, uh, you know, my own getting it right. But you know, with having two kids and a third on the way, I don't want to, you know, don't want to be. Right, especially while she's pregnant, not not right. ideal. So yeah. what I was going to ask you then about jujitsu is where's your stance there? I don't, I, gyms aren't opening yet, but assuming jujitsu school is open, because I'm in the same boat, like, what do I do? It's one thing to go to a CrossFit or a standard gym where I don't need to touch anyone, any martial art really, with the exception of maybe like Tai Chi. You know, you're, right. you're, it's, it doesn't get more... Uh, you know, germ spreading than jujitsu. So what's your stance on that? When would you go back to jujitsu? Well, so like I said, I, my school uh, has been, you know, we have a, so my, my, my professor has a good friend in Italy, Frederick Tisi, who has a jujitsu school over there. And he was scheduled to come here and do a seminar right at the beginning of the whole lockdown. And Italy got locked down. And so he had to cancel the seminar. And so we knew like a little bit ahead of the curve what was happening in Italy. And we were just very aware of it, you know, from a jujitsu school standpoint, like, hey, school's down there and everything in Italy is shut down and uh, they're not even leaving the house. And this, this thing is spreading and people are talking about losing their schools. So my instructor got pretty, uh, a heads up pretty quickly and was like, okay, we're going to have to lock down the school. You know, we're going to have to do X, Y, and Z. We're going to have to start going online and doing classes. And so right from like Jump Street, you know, we closed down the school as soon as they announced the lockdown, and we went right on to doing the online stuff. And uh, and he's been like sitting there formulating a plan, like how we can get back into rolling. Uh, and our best bet uh, right now is thinking about doing, you know, uh, 
sort of like one-on-one, -on -one, like you have a, 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 like a dedicated jujitsu life partner that you're gonna roll with uh, and you book like, you know, half hour or hour sessions there and you know, you go in when nobody else is there, you do a quick wipe down, you roll, do another quick wipe down and you get out and then the next pair comes in and dividing the room because there's got uh, enough mat space you can divide it into like two or three segments and have a different entrance. He's got a front door and a back door and two bathrooms. So it's laid out in a way that uh, makes it accessible for that. So we have sort of the, the highest uh, uh, level of sort of, uh, of risk aversion. And then we have sort of a middle ground where you kind of get in groups of like four and work together. Uh, and then, uh, and then, potentially maybe something even slightly bigger, but it's probably going to be like one-on-one -on -one or, you know, like a group of four type of situation. So what's it going to take for you though to do that? In other words, if one of your buddies reached out to you and was like, Hey Keith, will you be my jujitsu partner? Are you willing to? Well, me up? personally, like I, I'm chomping at the bit. I would go in there and do that just, you know, so I could drill and maybe shoot some more videos and, you know, do some live, stuff but like because i'm like higher risk because of aaron i'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it just like well that's and that's that's kind of what i'm getting at just to get yeah. an understanding there and i think i think the whole misconception not that it's a misconception but with people that are not social distancing aren't realizing it's not about you it's about who are you interacting with and you have to be right. smart and, yeah. and having a, a wife that's six months pregnant you need to be a little smarter than the average person right and my mom's my mom's eight years old and you know i need to go up there and like see her once in a while and drop off some stuff and get stuff from her. So it's like, you know, I have to be, I have to just be a little more cautious. So is there any time frame yet for gyms to reopen in New Jersey? Uh, I don't know. They, they made some announcement, but it, I don't know if there's any hard date. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't heard exactly. And I'm also sort of just once I realized, because we were just sort of having that conversation like last week or so, about having the you know these these pairings and small groups, and I was actually having that conversation with one of my friends that reached out, uh, and they were like, "Oh, well, your wife's pregnant. Yeah, I, we can't do this. <laughs> you probably you should put it out of your mind." And I was like, "Shit, yeah, I, I should put that out of my mind." So I just haven't like thought about it really because yeah. So what I really um, wanted to dive deep into though is, as someone that's been involved in fitness for as long as you have what impact long-term do you think this is going to have? Obviously the short-term effect, in my opinion, and you know, I want to hear yours is people are realizing a, I can do a lot more at home and outside and in different places. than I realized and B in from the CrossFit perspective, I don't need to be doing as much as I was turns out 20 minutes a day of intensity. You know, that's not yeah. including warming up, cooling down, is more than enough. I don't need two to three hours of competition. It turns out there's not only not regionals anymore, there's not sanctionals. And you yeah. know, only 30 people are going to the games. So right. what's your motivation? <laughs> um, so so where, do, where, where do you think the short-term effect is gonna be? And then what do you think long-term, five, 10, you know, by the time your kids start going to gyms, what's that gonna look like? Well, I think, I think you've already talked about the short-term, we've already seen the short-term effect. It's people are gonna be training at home in their garages. You know, all the all the suppliers are all out of dumbbells. And, I know and we equipment well, like you can't get anything online these days. I went uh, on Rogue to try to get some stuff. It's 
you know, only the only the shitty equipment that no one wants is on there, like assault bikes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know the grocery was sold sold out because a friend asked me about like getting uh, getting a bike, and I pointed at a Rogue. They're like, no, it's all sold out. I was like, oh, jeez. So, so what, uh, it, and what do you think long term? What's 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 the impact on CrossFit and CrossFit affiliates? Uh, I mean, it's it's. I think short to midterm, it's not going to be great. I mean, I think the business model is going to change a little bit. I mean, people are going to get back into group training. People, I've already seen it like online and people are like, uh, people are already starting to talk about opening up their gyms and, and, and start running classes again. I think the, hopefully the, the smart move is that, you know, gyms will be a little bit more clean. Gyms will be a little bit more well-managed. Uh, I think, both in terms of how they run classes and how they intake people and how, and, and the, the general customer experience, I think is going to be hopefully better by all this. Cause I think people will, will even, I mean, CrossFitters and CrossFit gyms have notoriously been very community focused and very client focused, but I think even more so now the, the, the communities that band together in the boxes are going to be even more tight knit and, and hopefully box owners will, take even greater care to, to, to raise the comfort level and the enjoyment of, of people coming together in groups. Cause uh, I think, you know, that's what's one, uh, what people want and two, it's going to be more necessary because I think the, the ability to get new clients at this point is uh, harder, right? Because, you know, there's a automatic, like, not only do I not want to, uh, you know, do Fran and do that crazy CrossFit stuff, but I don't want to be in another room breathing and sweating with a bunch of people in close proximity. So the, 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 the need to increase the client experience and, and, and to make it more welcoming and, and show people that it's, it, this is a space for healthcare, not just like, you know, Fran love and, and, and stuff like that. So yeah. I think up, up generally sort of increase the, 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 uh, the product that we're delivering in terms of not just like, Oh, we're going to beat you down with burpees, but we're going to actually make this a real community centric and health centric uh, place for people to come and congregate where it's not about like, Oh, uh, you know, it's not just about breathing on each other and getting germs. It's actually, no, we're, we're going to increase your health care. We're going to increase your level of fitness, increase your immunity, increase your community and ability to bond together ways that are hopefully safe and beneficial I, you know and, and i agree with all of that and i hope that and, and you know speaking to fern and todd the other day they've had a lot of interest in people coming back so i think there there's the people like us who are thinking hey it's going to be slow and people are going to be smart and safe which which i believe in but then there's also the people that are like f this i need to get out of the house and i need to to do something i hope for a lot of people this was a wake-up call i said you know, there's one dude that walks in the same kind of loop that I do, and I can tell that he's lost weight over the last two months. So it's really good to see. It's been hard for me to speak about this from the affiliate perspective because I no longer own one. And when it right. first all happened, I was very much, hey, boxes need to close down. And, and, and you know, obviously, I, I still think there's an importance to flattening the curve. And regardless of what you believe, people were getting sick. Something needed to happen. Two and a half months later, I'm not sure how my feelings would have changed if I owned a box. You're in the same situation. You don't own a box any longer. What would your, I mean, you're speculating, but 
but how do you think you would have handled it as an affiliate owner? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think like just most people, I would have scrambled to do a lot more stuff online, a lot more personal, you know, development, one-on-one -on -one development. Like, I mean, I mean, I'm sure a lot of affiliates have done that, just reached out to their members and really offered more, you know, the nutritional counseling and more lifestyle fitness stuff and you know zoom classes and one-on-one -on -one services and like online privates and things like that to uh you know uh, i think you know also like building like that you know the, the community aspect too I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of affiliates have done this i, I don't know offhand but like my jujitsu school a handful of us have like a little like book club so every couple of weeks we like have a little zoom call and we all you know, none of us have either read the book or we've just watched the movie. <laughs> what, just what, like, are some, what are some of the books you did for the, your so book did, club? Uh, Fight Club. We did, oh, classic. I mean, the movie's great, but the book is so much better. Right. Uh, we did Fight Club. We did, uh, uh, there's a book by Norman Mailer called The Fight, Muhammad Ali and George Foreman and Zaire. Uh, oh, yeah, there's a book on that? Yeah. Uh, I'll so, check that out. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we, we, we were all talking movies, so we just switched to movies and we did Pulp Fiction and Big Lebowski. <laughs> Classics. I, yeah. So we, if you so want a good, actually a really good movie, I just watched it last night for the first time, Snatch. Oh, with uh, Brad Pitt? Yeah, because it's, you know, it's all about a fighter in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A good movie for your, uh, for your movie club. That's true. That's true. I haven't watched that in ages, but yeah, that would be a fun one to bring back. So, you know, it, like, like we said, it, it's, it's really hard, you know, I was probably a little too hard on Fern in that, like giving him my opinion, but it's hard. I, you know, the more I thought about it, I was like, wow, it's pretty crazy that the government just came in and shut down small businesses. You know, oh, it's yeah. like, and it, it's easier for me on the outside, not owning one currently to be like, this is the great call and it's the right decision, but you know, who knows? So, and, and we won't know for a little bit of time, something else I want to talk to you about. You are, doing a really good job at posting home workouts. You're one of the few people yeah. that has been, cons <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm doing a good job. I like that, Keith. Uh, <laughs> you're one of the few people that have been consistent and you're smart about it. You know, about six weeks ago, I was like, people are gonna hurt themselves because all they're doing are burpees and push-ups. Right. And, and you've been really good, including throwing up things like a 5K. So two questions, one, what kind of thought process goes into someone like you with so much experience? You you have your level four credential, right? Yeah. You know, it might expire you, soon. Well, I just <laughs> revalidated mine. Beth Ray was was emailing me. She was on top of it. Um, yeah. You know, but someone with a level four, someone who has so much experience, what kind of thought do you put into your workouts? And secondly, how do you come up with the names? Oh yeah, it's a little bit of it's a little haphazard, uh, but. Um, so yeah, the thought goes into like classic CrossFit programming, but with like limited, uh, you know, limited resources in terms of equipment. I think mostly in terms of like dumbbells and kettlebells and stuff people might have in their, you know, houses and apartments, uh, you know, some occasional box jumps and, you know, pull-ups or ring rows type of things that I think most people can hack together something to do. And I keep them short and intense. It's usually couplets and triplets. Uh, you know, occasionally like a longer piece and a chipper or something like that. And I, I sort of go by feel, um, you know, I'm like, 
man, I've hit a lot of abs for the last couple of days. Maybe work on something else, or I hit a lot of lower body. Maybe focus more on some upper body stuff. But, but uh, yeah, just the classic programming. You know, you know, short, high intensity. Try to keep it varied in terms of the loads and the reps. Well, not really loads. I usually let people sort of pick the loads and sort of give like a, 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 a range. Like, oh, if you're going to go a little heavier with this, maybe cut the reps. And if you're going to go a little lighter, maybe up the reps. Because, you know, some people just have like, you know, a 25 pound dumbbell. Right. So, so you got you to gotta modify it a little bit for that. And what about the names? You know, your names have been entertaining. Uh, uh, one, one of the more recent, Spieler's mom, I think there was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so like that was a, a workout. I just was scrolling through Instagram and I saw Spiel put up a little workout that, you know, a little finisher that he did. It was just some basic holds. But I just remember like the few times I've, I've hung out with Spieler or worked with, uh, worked with Chris. It was actually usually with Chris and uh, Eric O'Connor. Those two guys uh, run Park City CrossFit. Um, and uh, whenever those two guys are together, they're just constantly, you know, joking with each other and, you know, telling mom jokes and stuff like that. So I just had a, a flashback to that. And I was just like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, call this one Spieler's mom. Has, then, has it been a struggle for you at all with your nutrition? A lot of people are locked up and, you know, maybe they have two kids. Maybe they have a pregnant wife like you. I mean, you have a hard thing going on right now trying to eat clean i'm sure your wife's craving pickles and the kids <laughs> you know want chicken nuggets how how challenging has nutrition been to you during this time well i mean let's let's be honest it, it's i'm no more better at it now than i ever was <laughs> you, you have your spurts you have really good spurts where you're right. dialed in but then yeah. you have times where yeah you're a little loose yeah and it's 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 kind of you know tracked the same way over the quarantine but like but you know the good the good news about the quarantine is i'm like cooking like 90 percent of the meals so i have i have a lot more control over that so i don't generally you know dive into like fast food or junk food or anything too crazy um but you know like uh you know i i've, I've been in and out of ketosis a couple times during the quarantine i just like shut things down for like a week I just like cut out all the sugar, all the all the bread and all the starches and stuff and all the, the dense carbs and just like ate like meat and vegetables for uh, like a week or so at a time, sort of cleaned up. And then of course, like, you know, it's Friday night and then it's like, well, let's just order a pizza for the kids and then suddenly I'm eating pizza. <laughs> so it's it's ebbed and flowed a little bit and uh, I've I've but I have cut out the alcohol this this quarantine. The first no like, alcohol? Yeah, the first month I was probably you know, by the end of the first month, I was probably drinking every day. <laughs> so you ran, you didn't cut out alcohol, you ran out of alcohol. I ran out of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like the first month, like, you know, you know, it starts with like, oh, I'm going to, you know, get a little something and then start drinking. And then you realize I'm not going anywhere. So you start drinking earlier in the day. That's exactly like, what I was doing with, with two right. things, with alcohol and with marijuana. Right. I'm in Colorado right now. I'm like, it's and I had to create some rules where I'm like, no, you don't get to touch anything till five. Right. Friday's a little bit earlier. Weekends, whatever you want. But it was like, yeah, I was like buzzing through bottles of Patron. And I was like, I got to control this. Yeah. So like, I was like, I can't like keep eating this way and drinking this way. And like, so I'm just like, I cut out the alcohol. So I haven't like touched any alcohol in I think probably two months, right? Or what? how, how long we've been doing this thing? Almost three months? Yeah, it's well, it's 
over two months now yeah yeah um and you know it's just easier too because like every time i would drink Aaron would be like i want to i want a beer i want a glass of wine <laughs> and she can't she can't you're being, so, a, you're being a good husband so yeah so i'm just like well she's not going to be drinking i've just cut it out it's easy because now nobody's there's no alcohol I'm not drinking so does she cut out um, caffeine too she did like when we had our first kid and she really hasn't gone back oh, so it's not something that she has to think about for nine months Right. Yeah. So she, uh, she cut out, uh, she cut out caffeine, switched over to like decaf coffee when we, when she was pregnant with Jet and really has been mostly a decaf person since then. You know, and, and, and this is something that's impacting your entire family. Cause Aaron, you know, does a lot for theater and, and, and the Broadway type community and that shut down right now as well. So you guys just, and then she also does like some reading, right. For books, like audio books. Well, She's pretty much, you know, supporting me right now because the seminars have dried up, right? I'm, you know, I teach some Zoom classes and I get a little bit of money from that. But like, you know, the, the CrossFit, uh, yeah, like, so most of my business is dried up and she's been recording audio books. So she still has income from that. She, uh, she just, uh, she just wrote her first uh, novel. Really? So yeah. Fiction? So just, yeah. What's, what's that about? What's the book about? Is it about you? Yeah, it's <laughs> well. So she's like her most of her audio book stuff has been uh, uh, narrating romance novels and stuff. So after like three hundred and fifty, like reading three hundred and fifty romance novels, she was like, "I'm just gonna write some, <laughs> write my own." Yeah. So she it's like a romantic comedy. I, I she just like emailed it to me so I can proofread it. Well, um, I'd love to check it out, and I'd love to you know also tell our audience about it when it's ready. So certainly yeah. keep me posted. Yeah, um, and she, uh, she had a, a play. She's written a ton of plays, and one of them she just had uh, recorded in audio format because she knows a bunch of other audio narrators. So she had a bunch of uh, people record one of her plays. It's like an audio, like audio version of her play. So that's going up, uh, going to go online probably pretty soon. So I'll keep you posted on that as well. Will do. So, yeah, speaking of seminar staff, I know their seminars are starting to reopen. Yeah. So slowly. It, slowly, and I think only in obviously states that are allowing it. So Virginia and Florida, you know, speaking to Fern and Todd. Yeah. What's going to be your, what's that? And one in Utah. One in Utah. What's going to be your stance there as far as when will you work again? You know, we talked about jujitsu, seminar staff, obviously a little different. You don't have to roll around with people, but there's definitely yeah. close quarters and touching going on. Um, I think like I'd be more comfortable and, and also, you know, I'm, you know, hungry to work for a variety of reasons, financial and, you know, professional and emotional and all of that. But um, I think, you know, if, if it's relatively local, like, you know, I can drive to it and, uh, you know, I, 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 like from what I've seen, like most of the seminars are, you know, uh, less densely populated now. And, you yeah, know, for sure. And we're maintaining some social, you know, distancing, like, in terms of keeping you know some distance between i don't know how we run groups and workouts in those situations but uh i'd be i'd be kind of eager to 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 do another seminar uh you know i know i'm not sure i'm like i'm less eager to get on an airplane or on yeah. you know, a train but definitely like to drive somewhere and you know get into a get into a situation where i can you know coach again would be great yeah i, I agree i mean there's none in colorado right now and i think there, it seems to me like they're only staffing local people for that reason to prevent us from flying. 
Right. I think, you know, I'd be okay showing up and teaching a seminar. I don't want to fly to one. Sure. So yeah. you're, you're approaching 50. What, what, Which how does that... It also puts me in a high risk group, surprisingly enough. Yeah, I mean, you're getting, you know, you're old. <laughs> um, I think you, you, I think you, you know, you're, you're, you're very healthy, so that's a good thing. But what is, how does that change your career? You know, we, we both. In other words, when we started this fitness thing, it was like a young man and woman's game. Right. Now I'm. I'll be 42 in a couple of weeks. You'll be 50 in a couple of months. What does that mean for us? I mean, is this, you don't see a lot of old, I remember when I was a kid, the old trainer was like the weirdo. Like he was wearing a fanny pack, you know. Well, I got one of those. You know, he was wearing, you know, spandex and turns out I do all of those things now. So, (laughs) you know, so, so is that evolving? Is it changing? Is, is, are we going to have to find a different career? Can fitness be something you do until retirement? Are you going to work seminars when you're 64, you know, collecting uh, Social Security? What, what do you, what do you th- have you thought about any of this? Uh, you know, I have, and there's, you know, good uh, arguments on both sides of it. I mean, look at Coach B. I mean, Coach Bergner is still out there kicking butt, uh, you know, and he's a self-proclaimed old geezer. And, uh, and he still, you know, rolls into seminars and kicks a whole lot of ass. And, uh, and throws down and he's a uh, so there's there's there is a uh, you know at least a, a model for you know us guys getting old and still going out there and, you know doing seminars and, and kicking butt so there's that but you know the the you know it, it definitely when you start having a family and other things it's like the the appeal of being on the road all the time and running around on the weekends starts to lose some of its luster I think uh, I think definitely, you know, if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, and I think we are, uh, and I think, you know, especially the, the CrossFit training staff is decidedly good at that. Is like we're all developing and growing as athletes and humans and, uh, and coaches. So I think there's, you know, still going to be good stuff, you know, for us to do. But, uh, you know, even though, like, physically I might not be able to, you know, hang as well with, the, you know, the young bucks, I can – I still have a you know a good eye for coaching, and I think uh, you know we're, we're still gaining in intelligence and you know and sophistication to some degree. So I think there's still there's still a place for for us as we get older. But maybe yeah, maybe sure. it's, maybe it's more in terms of like you know uh, you know writing and you know doing books and other you know other trainings and other things like that. Well, I was gonna say it's like. When you first, you know, started leaving for seminars and you had to leave Aaron, it's like, okay, you're by yourself. Now you have to take care of one kid, two, yeah. three. She's like, this has become a job for me now. She's yeah, got, exactly. you know, like she has, when you guys have a third kid and you disappear for the weekend, I don't think you show up again. And Aaron's like, oh, we missed you. It's like, yeah. get these kids, right? Get yeah. help, help. So I, I agree with you. I think we've seen the evolution and CrossFit is proving it's not just a young man's game. And I think for a lot of people, when they show up to seminars, they can appreciate the, the elders, you know, states people like, like us. And even, even those that were, were extremely young, the Austins, the James, they're all approaching, you know, they're all in their thirties now, mid thirties, a couple of them. So it's like any career we're, we're seeing that and we'll get the young bucks that roll in and we have to, you know, 
knock him down a peg or two. <laughs> so, but I think I think there's something to be said for that. I mean, at the last summit, like in, what was it, October, we had the summit. I was at like 250 something seminars. Yeah, so I was like, right. So I was like, if if I if I work every weekend for a year, I could like push like 300. But like that's clearly not happening. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> at this that's, rate. That's that's how I looked at it too. I was like, okay, I got to work two more years to hit 300. And then it was like, okay, that's way off now. Way, yeah, way exactly. Off so now. Math doesn't work out at all anymore. So, like, I don't know if I'm going to make the 300 club at this point. You know, I think hopefully we'll get back to normalcy. And not only will you make 300, but eventually four and 500, like Chuck Carswell. I mean, impressive <laughs> that he's been on the road so much. Did, did you watch the fights, the last few fights that were on UFC? No. No, I was just seeing I just seen clips, but I haven't watched the whole fights. I was going to ask you about those, but any anything else you got but going on? Do you see on? like Tyson and Holyfield are going to have a rematch? I you, is that official now? I don't know. I just seen a poster for it. Like I seen like posts going up on on social media that Tyson Holyfield rematch in like Saudi Arabia or something. I saw the clips of Tyson it's who be looks... like in international waters, so they can like just fight to the death or something. Yeah, those guys, I mean, at some point you've made enough money. You don't have to beat each other up at 50 years old. But, hey, hey, it's hard. It, would, it would be very hard for us to turn down $20 million, too, I assume. I've, yeah. I've, I've yeah. yet to be offered that. So I was going to ask, <laughs> anything else Anything else going on in your life that you'd like to share? Oh, gosh. Uh, I don't know. I've been, uh, you know, I've, 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 I've texted you, right, about, like, writing a book. And I've probably started – you know, a half a dozen different books and then like, you know, and then put them aside and you know, come up with a different idea and started something else. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of stuff rattling around in this brain that I'm trying to get out onto, onto, onto a computer screen and onto some paper, but you know, we'll see if that ever, ever manifests. But well, I mean, my advice uh, still stands. Yeah. Just start. Yeah. Yeah. It's the starting part that I, I find okay. It's the finishing part that I find <laughs> impossible. Yeah, that, there's, there's a little more in the middle. I see. I guess I need to figure out some better advice there than just just start and finish. But, you know, right. like most people will tell you when writing a book, just commit to a certain period of time or a certain number of words every day. and you'll Because you got some great stuff and you obviously have the knowledge, expertise, and experience. And I have no doubt that if you put out a book, it would be well received. You just have to do it. This is the time. What are, what are you going to come out of this quarantine with? Exactly. Exactly. That's what I say to myself every day. I mean, you have to take care of two kids. You have to take care of a pregnant wife. So you have a little more work than the average person at home. But I think, yeah, I think you need to come out of this with a book, Keith. Yeah. But I'm, I've, been, I've been surprisingly productive uh, in this quarantine. I've gotten a lot of stuff done around the house. Right, I've gotten yeah. like I, I, I'm not a handy person at all. Right, I grew up in an apartment in New York City, so like you know, if something broke, you just there was a handyman that came up and fixed it. So like you know, I I've never had to, you know, the the, the battles of homeownership have never been fought by me. So I'm slowly getting around to like you know fixing a bunch of stuff around the house and watching a bunch of YouTube videos and learning how to do stuff and taking tons of trips to Home Depot. Wow. So that's been. A and I've cooked a whole mess of stuff. 
try. I know. I love, I love seeing your food. It's always impressive. You always have some good food. Most of the time, keto friendly, not always, but not always, <laughs> but it, it looks good. Well, anything else, anything where people can check you out, support you other than buying Aaron's book, where can they find Keith Wittenstein? Uh, just check me out at coach Panda on Instagram, or you can check out my blog, which is full of ramblings uh, at forcedistancetime.com. And uh, what else? Hopefully one of these days I'll get back on the mats and get my black belt. So you must be close. I, I mean, you've been a brown belt for a long time. Yeah, a few years now. And uh, I was like, the goal was to get my black belt by 50. And I was like, I was like man, I was like home stretch this year. 2020 was going to be my year. It's not happening. <laughs> that's my goal as well. I've got eight years though, but I still have to get through my brown belt. But that is that is my goal. And that's probably the only thing I really miss right now, other than traveling a little bit, is training on the mats. And, you know, there's some Zoom classes happening, but training jujitsu virtually is not the same as exercising virtually. So, yeah, so no. there's only so many times Raza let me choke her. <laughs> so, so those 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 classes have not been as, as as fun as the as the fitness classes. But it's always great to catch up with you, Keith. We appreciate you hopping you too, on. Man. You too. How's the how's Thunderbro going? Thunderbro is great. I mean, you know, Dave. He he's a little bit of a crazy person, but you know, it, it's it's like anything. When when you're a little crazy, you know, with with um, the intelligence comes a little bit of uh, insanity. I think Dave has become more Dave than even Dave could have ever imagined. Yeah, Dave is like a uh, someone. If someone were trying to impersonate, become a caricature of Dave, that's who Dave is now. But he's it's amazing. He's, he's great. He's funny. He's smart. It's a it's a fun business to be a part of. So I'm psyched about it. Well, let awesome. me let you go. Tend to the two and a half kids you got right. going on, and the pregnant wife, and all that stuff. Thank you, Keith. Thanks, brother. Good seeing you. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. If you haven't already, do us a favor. Head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself, hit us up, Day at gmail.com, or send us a DM over on Instagram at Best Hour of Their Day. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community, and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Best hour of their day.